This is a moment in Jewish history. Operation Solomon was a massive airlift in which over 14,000 Jews from Ethiopia were taken to Israel. These flights were preceded by similar ones in the 1980s. The struggle for Jewish Ethiopians to make Aliyah involved great difficulty and sacrifice. One year, on Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day, my friend invited me to a ceremony on Mount Herzl. My friend told me that he remembers as a child walking from Ethiopia to neighboring Sudan. There, in a special section, a large crowd of people arrived to pay tribute to the approximately 4,000 people who died walking from Ethiopia, and then in Sudanese refugee camps. There was tight security, and I had to explain to the guard why I was there, that I had a friend who was born in Ethiopia, and that I was interested in history. After I got in, I realized that both the president and prime minister came to attend and speak at the ceremony. Later, I was introduced to an Ethiopian Jewish religious leader. Dressed in a white robe and turban, he took my hand and gave me a blessing. One of those who pushed for Ethiopian Aliyah was Baruch Tegena, who was born in Ethiopia and studied in Israel. When the plight of the Ethiopian Jews became serious, he became an activist and met with numerous high-ranking people in Israel, America, Canada, and Ethiopia to push for immigration. Among the many places he spoke was the General Assembly of the United Jewish Communities. The following is from his book, Baruch's Odyssey, An Ethiopian Jew's Struggle to Save His People. I became very emotional when I told the assembly that I had been witness to the plight of my people in the refugee camps. They had been living in misery in Ethiopia and then risked their lives to escape to Sudan by way of treacherous routes, and now were living in squalor, praying and waiting for deliverance. For 2,500 years, we had dreamed of going to Jerusalem. Another Jewish Ethiopian leader involved was Ferede Aklum, who traveled to Sudan to meet with the refugees and work clandestinely with Sudanese officials. At the time, Sudan did not have any diplomatic relations with Israel, and any contact was dangerous. Finally, the Israeli government, with the help of Jewish community leaders worldwide, the American government, and the Sudanese, arranged for more than 30 planes to land in Sudan, pick up the Jewish community members, and fly them to Israel. This was called Operation Moses. Over seven weeks in 1984, more than 200 Jewish Ethiopians arrived in Israel. The loss of so many on the way is remembered every year. Baruch Tegene's mentor was Yona Bogala, who arranged for him and other Ethiopian Jewish youth to study in Israel back in the 1970s. Bogala was taught himself by Dr. Jacques Fetelovich, a Polish-born Jewish anthropologist who first visited Ethiopia in 1904. He lived with the Jewish Ethiopian community and opened a school there in the 1920s. Contact with the remote and mostly unknown Jewish community of Ethiopia goes back even farther. Benjamin of Tudela, the famous Jewish traveler of the Middle Ages, wrote of the Ethiopian Jewish community in his travel journals which date to 1165. Ovadia of Bartonura, the Italian rabbi, wrote in his travel journals in the 1480s that he met Ethiopian Jews during his visits to Jewish communities in the Middle East. 
In 1862, the Ethiopian Jewish leader Abba Mahari, together with thousands, attempted to travel from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. However, their journey failed, and many died on the way. Two years later, the German Jewish rabbi Azriel Hildesheimer began publicly advocating for the Ethiopian Jewish community. But let us move forward to 1984. Operation Moses was a success. However, when the secret mission became public, the Sudanese government abruptly ended it. A year later, Israel launched Operation Joshua. Six large planes landed in Sudan and picked up over 500 Ethiopian Jews from the refugee camps, transported them to Europe, and then to Israel. But there were still more back in Ethiopia. By 1991, famine had once again hit the land, and Ethiopia was rocked by war, and its leader was in the process of fleeing the country while rebel forces surrounded the capital. Israel embarked on Operation Solomon. Thirty-five aircraft landed in Ethiopia and transported over 14,000 people to Israel. One plane held over 1,000 people, the largest amount ever recorded. Several pregnant women gave birth on the planes. A special team of Ethiopian Israel Defense Force soldiers were sent along to serve as interpreters and help assist. The following is from the New York Times, dated May 26, 1991. Israel fell into joyous celebration tonight as the government announced the successful conclusion of an emergency airlift of 14,500 Ethiopian Jews, nearly the entire Jewish population, in just under 36 hours. At the airport this morning, it was difficult to tell who was more joyous, the barefoot Ethiopians who cheered and bent down to kiss the ground after they stepped off the planes, or the Israelis who watched them aglow, marveling at the powerful image showing that their state still holds appeal even with all its problems. Prime Minister Yitzhak Shamir declared, It gives us a feeling of strength. Israelis were no less wondrous at the operational accomplishment of ferrying so many people more than 1,500 miles over such a short time. At one point, 28 aircraft were in the air at the same time, all of the flights crammed with passengers. We made history, said Arie Oz, who piloted one of the LL 747 cargo planes that carried more than twice as many passengers as it was designed to. This is the first time that any 747 or any air-flying vehicle has carried over 1,000 people. I don't think it will ever happen again. It was a nice flight, said one of the smiling new immigrants, 29-year-old Mukat Abag. We didn't bring any of our clothes, we didn't bring anything, but we are glad to be here. This has been a moment in Jewish history. For questions or comments and past shows, you can visit benbreski.substack.com. Thank you to all the listeners, and Shalom. <laughs>